Hello, my friends, it's Andy and Heidi coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for a Living Fearless Devotional Lunch and Learn. Yeah, uh, and you can find all of our content actually on ResurrectMinistry.com where we're harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel every corner of the earth. We have Bible resources, books to listen, books to listen to. I mean, I like to listen to books. <laughs> I don't really read books anymore, but yeah. you may like to read them. Um, pastors you may have never heard of and all of our former content, both podcasts, um, the, I was about to say the forgettable man, but it's not the forgettable man, fearless man, the fearless man. And, uh, this devotional as well, whatever platform you're interested in listening to. And we'd love to hear from you. If you could drop us a comment, um, that would be awesome. Tell us where you're from, what you're listening to, um, why, uh, what has particularly touched you about um, the devotionals and if we could pray for you, we would love that. If you are interested in partnering with us, you can click the donate now button. Yes, for sure. And those of you listening to the podcast, if you're wondering what I mean by uh, lunch and learn, a reference to lunch and learn, it's because we normally record these live um, in the evening around eight o'clock Pacific standard time. But today we're on at one o'clock yes. in the afternoon. So um, back when I was uh, and still do run a business, a group we call it a lunch and learn so young people might not know what that is no i think so like you know when you come into uh one of the classrooms at lunchtime i mm. think so really i think so all right so uh make sure uh as Hedia said make sure and comment uh, we have uh, carrie news coming on and saying hello hi carrie and i just happened to pick up the phone yeah we decided to come <laughs> in the middle of the day because when we can't broadcast at night we figure it's best not to skip it um, altogether. Yeah, if we can. Yeah, if we yeah. can. So uh, one last thing, go into the description and look for our sponsors. We have uh, LifeWise, uh, where you can find some great supplement uh, uh, products, uh, much like one that's called Dream, which you take before you go to bed. It's amazing. And about 30, not even 30 minutes, like five minutes, uh, you are snoring. <laughs> or actually not snoring, because you say since I've been taking Dream, I've stopped snoring. I don't think it's the dream. I think it's the 17 pounds you lost. And the dream. And the dream. We're, for remember, sure. this is a commercial. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Since that dream, no more snoring. <laughs> right. And then make sure that if you want to do your own uh, show on the social medias, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, Did you call YouTube. It social medias? Yeah. <sighs> because there's multiple. I mean, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Twitch. Twitch. Uh, X. Rumble. And Rumble, uh, you're going to want to use StreamYard because it's free for a little while if you want to just use the basic format um, and uh, give it a try. It's super easy. Uh, so go to getstreamyardnow.com. That will give us credit here at the show. Uh, and today's scripture is Psalm 84, 1 through 4. We are reading from Tozier for the Christian Leader for September 14th. And the title is A Growing Hunger After God. Psalm 84, 2 says, My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Oh, that sounded so good that time. <sighs> Tozer says, In this hour of all but universal darkness, one cheering gleam appears. Within the fold of conservative Christianity, there are to be found increasing numbers of persons whose religious lives are marked by a growing hunger after God himself. Hey, they are eager for spiritual realities and will not be put off with words. 
nor will they be content with correct interpretations of truth. They are a thirst for God, and they will not be satisfied till they have drunk deep at the fountain of living water. This is the one real harbinger of revival, which I have been able to detect anywhere on the religious horizon. It may be the cloud the size of a man's hand for which a few saints here and there have been looking. It can result in a resurrection of life for many souls and a recapture of that radiant wonder which should accompany faith in Christ, that wonder which has all but fled the church of God in our day. O Father, may their numbers increase more and more, those who are athirst for God and who will not be satisfied till they have drunk deep at the fountain of living water. Amen. Amen. <laughs> first so, thoughts. First thoughts, I, I'm always struck by how Tozier is speaking to something that's so evident today. Mm -hmm. um, and there's that similar um, rise in conservative Christianity of those who are longing for authenticity, you yep. know, and real searching for God actually... I was talking to um, my host for the event that's coming up in a couple of weeks. And she was saying that she heard a statistic about how um, there's this movement of young people, um, high school, college age, that mm -hmm. are going back to liturgy churches where they read the liturgical each day because they're, they're craving the um, authenticity of the early church. Oh, wow. And so they don't want modern worship bands and all the rest of it. And I actually have no problem with the modern worship band. I don't think that's the problem. I don't think it's the instruments that are being played or the clothes that people wear. I think it's the heart of the believers that are in the church that's the problem. Right. Is that if you're in a church where they're just not seeking after God, it's just an entertainment, um, you could feel the kind of deadness in the air at that church. Music good, music bad, singer good, singer bad, I, I really could care less. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's just a matter of the heart of the people that are there that are present. What are they, what are they longing for? As Tozier says, like, what are they longing for in their mm -hmm. hearts? Is it actually God? Right. It shouldn't be whether the, the band is good or bad. We enjoy that our band happens to be good, but that should not be the draw for the people that right. I go there because the worship is fantastic. Right. And then they leave halfway through the message. Yes. The, the music is merely like the music in an elevator. It's it, to get it's it's there just to, well, it's supposed to bring you to worship. Yes. <laughs> but you don't go into the elevator to listen to the music is what I'm saying. You, you're, you're trying to go somewhere. You're going from the first floor to the 10th floor and the, and the music happens to be part of it <laughs> is what I was trying to say. Um, but uh, that should not be the, the impetus for showing up at church. That, that moment is a time for, for worship. Um, and then the message is the thing that brings you closer to God. Uh, yeah, sure. but the worship does too, if the point is worship. Mm. So that's what I was trying to say is like, it's just that it if the guy's voice is good or not, if he's playing a drum or no drum, it's the heart of the people in the that are engaged in the worship. Are we singing praises to the Lord to draw closer to mm. God? I don't care if the song is an I old hymn or it's a rock song. You know what I mean? I don't care if it's Lord Dangle or it's the Psalms. Are we singing right. to worship the Lord? Are we sending our praises up? Is that the goal of what we're doing? Does that make sense? Yeah. That is. I find it supremely important 
Um, but I find some places it feels like it's just music and quite often not very good music. Um, and other places you could just feel the, um, the faith and the sincerity of the people around you as they lift up their voices uh, to praise God. That is good. Thank you for okay. that. Okay. Yeah, no, thank you for that. Really important. And uh, Carrie, <laughs> he says, isn't social media like sheep, plural and singular? <laughs> That's uh, what I thought. But... I, I call it the internets too. The internets, yeah. yes. And the Psalms. <laughs> yes. Uh, liturgy seems to be a routine based on tradition. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think that her point was that kids are just longing for tradition. Mm. And I think, because um, actually one of the topics I'm talking about in this church um, is about what, what draws kids, Christian kids to Islam. And uh, as I've said repeatedly, it's discipline, it's order. They think that uh, Christianity is not a religion of order, of discipline. And um, they find that appealing because their lives are out of order or chaotic. Um, uh, and so she, to that point, said, oh, that must be the attraction to liturgy. They go, they read, they know what to expect, they know it's authentic, they know it's um, traditional, and so they feel like they're getting that process of um, conforming to ways that are accepted by um, the early church fathers, the best way to say it. Right. They're not doing something heretical, they're not doing something uh, suspicious or borderline, it is um, authentic somehow. I, I, you know, it's funny. I just was listening to Charlie Kirk. He happens to be in um, San Diego at a pastor's meeting. Oh. And uh, it is to get essentially to, 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 uh, to find a way to get past all this wokeness in churches is the best I could put it, that they're there to kind of, you know, it's a, it's like a, a Jack Hibbs sure. uh, event where they're saying, okay, pastors, we've had enough of this nonsense. Let's get back to, Come on. to biblical teaching. And it and he, they showed a picture of where this con in this conference room where it's being hit and it's full, hundreds of pastors are there. So I don't think it's just even teenagers looking <laughs> for yeah. uh, order and liturgy. That even some pastors that think, okay, we uh, it, we this has gone too far. Nice. We need to get back to the basics of uh, of faith and, and religion. That's awesome. uh, as God wants it to be, not as we want it to be here in the world. So I think that's pretty powerful. Um, why don't we go ahead and read uh, Psalm 84? For the director of music, according to Giddith, of the sons of Korah. The sons of Korah were descendants of the Levites, the priests. A psalm. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. A place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King, my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. And so if you think of where's the Lord's dwelling place, the tabernacle, the house, we are that house, right? The indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit doesn't now appear on the outside. He's on the inside. But mm -hmm. if you make the analogy to the dwelling place of the tabernacle, it's the church. Is this how we feel when we go to church? Yes. Yes. Well, it should be, right? And if it's not, then um, either our perspective is wrong or 
we should choose a different church. Yeah, true. We should find comfort and right. joy and I'm going to meet my Lord, not, oh my God, my spouse is bugging me. This is what we do every Sunday. I can't wait to leave and go watch football. <laughs> you know? You know, a couple of things under my mind as you were saying what you what you just said. It was like, awesome, because I just remember how uncomfortable I was in a different church that we were attending. It was it was uncomfortable. Oh, because we were waiting for a shoe to drop. Yeah. It was odd in the sense that I was waiting for that moment that something that would be said that that was so out of line. And it was uh, it became normal to to wait for that moment and go, oh, there it is. That's uh, a shame, man. Yeah. And, and then, then it became a distraction where even the good stuff that was being said, I was missing and not listening yes. and not hearing. Um, and then the other thing, the thing that just made me laugh is that when I'm in church, and don't take this the wrong way, but when I'm in church, I, I love being there with you. I love it when we uh, put our arms around each other and hold hands and all, all that stuff just... It, 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 we're there together, but, but I'm not thinking about you when I'm in church. Huh, I'm thinking sure. about the the message in God and the and absolutely. It, it's um, it's awesome. Because I, <laughs> I, I think the reason I kind of laugh because I think I've, I've shared this with you before that in the past in a different relationship it was about how this that is message the only relationship. <laughs> about how the message became about the other person yes. in many ways. And uh, I know that's, that's so bad. And so I'm so ashamed. Well, but, um, it, and that's not just your fault, right? So I think yeah, that that's what spouses do to each other in yeah. church where it becomes this whole like. Are you listening? I, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God, are you going to speak to him or her today? Are you going to scold them and convict them? I can't believe like, I, a I crappy can't, reason yeah. to come to church. <laughs> Can't believe that discussion we had on the way here. They just said, "What an idiot!" And then you, and then you say, "Hopefully, the pastor is going to speak to that today." Yeah, <laughs> but no, I totally agree with you. I get there, and you know, when the music, mm. when the worship starts, and then this sermon, all I'm thinking about is, "Oh Lord, I'm so excited to hear from you today." Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not thinking of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm thinking of you in our in our relationship, but the, I'm, the, 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 you know, the, the, the message is the is the focus. Yeah, it's so great. It is great. Amen. I, I do love it. Um, I'm sure glad Carrie's on today because she's bringing us some good stuff here. She's with you on the worship side of things. Yes. And oh, we have Spirit Wind. Sorry, I missed you. Hi. Spirit Spirit Wind View. Nice to see you. Do you know what GTSY is, Spirit Wind? Good to see you. Good to see you. Yay. <laughs> You're good at those acronyms. Yeah. I'm terrible. Oh, yeah. It's, it seems strange because in the federal government, they use acronyms. For uh, yeah, I know all of those. Yeah. But if I had to make one up on myself, like it took me forever <laughs> to figure out the, the government ones. I'd sit in meetings being like, what are they talking about? Oh, yeah. In police work, all we talk is in acronyms. Everything's an acronym. The kids all talk in acronyms. Yeah. And every time you start a program, you have to make sure that you name it something that could be an acronym. Yeah, you know? that I've done. You sit around, you're like, puppy, no, cat. Yeah, sometimes you either try to have to come up with the acronym first and then match the words to the That's acronym. That's what you do. Yeah. Brave. We, we created the Brave model, building resilience against violent extremism. We were very proud of that. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> 
and word my organization was an acronym world organization for resource development and education <laughs> knowledge is power <laughs> word ending in an e. With a e yeah yeah that's really good that's cool uh, I want to bring up Charlie Kirk again, uh, just before I forget, because it's on my mind. And that is a, a, apparently on a couple of the shows before Just Church, um, which is Pastor Jack Kibbs' event that he had on uh, last Friday, um, where it was to bring people who have left the church for one reason or another to to return and not to go to Calvary Chapel Hills necessarily, but to return to uh, following Jesus Christ. And Charlie Kirk today said that he had received an email, and this was in response to his uh, interview with some gentleman. He says, you know, I got an email from somebody saying that they attended Just Church, and they wanted to email Charlie thanking him for telling that person, you know, the audience about Just Church because they went, and they um, they weren't a believer before they went. What? And because of the event, they accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Love so I, I think that I just gave myself the chills because I was thinking that is exactly what that event was for. It was for that one person so to awesome. accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The fact that maybe hundreds of others did too is bonus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So awesome. is that that we got to look at that? That bringing a person to a faith in Jesus Christ is always the goal. Winning souls. Yep, I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, and uh, and that you know. Charlie Kirk, who doesn't, you know, doesn't live in the area, was able to influence somebody to go, and that, and that was the outcome. That's awesome. And that gives me, you know, uh, hope for our show that it, it reaches people. In the I same, hope so. In the same kind of way. Um, Carrie's waving. She's waving at spirit wings. Oh, oh, Carrie's. Come on, follow along. Sorry, I'm falling behind in the messages. <laughs> um. Have you, uh, you know, today you were out and about quite a bit. And, yes, my and, article came out today too. Oh, your article came out. Yes, I read that. I, I learned so much in your article. Oh, good. Yeah, I knew nothing about anything that you talked about. <laughs> Guess what? You are like 90% of Christians. <laughs> and I can't actually figure out what that's all about. I don't know why um, Christians, for the most part, American Christians, are not concerned about the demise and the persecution of Arab and Middle Eastern Christian populations all over the world. Mm. It's kind of strange to me. It's something that's happening in some foreign land. Everyone's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, we care so much more about um, poverty, which is great, of course. Mm -hmm. But these communities are dying. I mean, they're being slaughtered. So um, I think it, it's important to be on our radar. Yeah, for sure. I put the link for those of you that are watching live uh, in the uh, the broadcast. So those of you on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn and YouTube should be able to see it for sure. Um, I'm not sure if it shows up on the other ones like Twitch and Twitter. But uh, if you don't see it, go to ChristianPost.com and uh, search for Hedia's name. You see her name on the screen there, H-E-D-I-E-H. -E -E and uh, there probably is not one other author on the Christian Post with that name. Nope. So uh, her article should come up, in, in especially today's, which you'll want to read. Um, yeah, I think the, um, there, I mean, obviously it's important to understand what's happening around the world uh, with Christians and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, whatever that moves you to do, uh, either, uh, you know, pray for them or give to some organization that may be available to help them or hit them, 
uh, hit the road yourself and go and, and call, help out. Call your congressman. Call your congressman. And be like, hey, say something on the floor of Congress. Sanction this government. What's going on? But I think the other important thing is is always to realize that we have it pretty easy here in the United States of America. As a Beyond. Person. I mean, <laughs> we are being uh, attacked, but usually it's on something, you know, like social media. <laughs> or it may be at a school board meeting. But it's nothing like what these people are going through in, in these countries. And you said something in the very beginning of the article, which is that, um, actually, let me read it so that uh, I get it right, where it says, in a little known part of the globe, the world's oldest Christian community is literally being starved to death. So this area that we I, I've never heard of before is significant in the fact that it's the oldest Christian community. Yes. How do you imagine? say it again? Nagorno. Nagorno Korabakh. Nagorno Korabakh. That's in Africa. No. <laughs> Where is that? Oh, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan and Armenia. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Consider the Southern Caucasus. Who knew that even existed? Yeah. And it's and bananas. why and why is it the oldest? Uh, just based on early church That's, settlement. Wow. Yeah, it's just the first one to turn into um, a actual nation of peoples. And the Azeris that are their neighbors, so it's part of Azerbaijan, but they're ethnically Armenians. Armenians are all Christians. And so they, unfortunately, this little territory, it's changed majorities. It used to be Muslims for a while, then it became majority Christian. And, and so now they're basically trying to starve them out so they don't have any more Christians left inside their country. Hmm. And, you know, the aggression has increased because Russia was keeping um, peace. And, you know, Russia, of course, is distracted. And the Turkish are helping the Azeris to to quash the Armenians, which they have done before, where they literally committed a genocide against the Armenian people back in the early 1900s, which they still deny. Hmm. But it's the first genocide known to modern civilization. Wow. Precedes. Uh, Holocaust. So, in the starving, are they are they uh, actually hoping that they're going they're killing them, or that they will just they'll leave? Yeah. So the area is landlocked, so it's mm. blockaded. There's only one place that gets through. It's called the Lankin Corridor. They're basically blockading the corridor so that they could have plausible deniability about them dying, um, but basically just starve them and. and torture them to death of some sort. Like the UN is having um, motions on the floor about the fact that starvation is a form of genocide, that mm -hmm. if you're purposely trying to starve, blocking off a population to starve it of resources, then that's a genocide. Um, but apparently they're arguing about the terminology or whatever of that. Oh, wow. And, oh, oh, and uh, the Azeris claim they're not, and they show Red, red Cross trucks and the people are like, the fact that there's Red Cross trucks is telling you that you're doing something to them. Why are there only Red Cross trucks? So they show pictures of trucks getting through and it's only Red Cross trucks. So they're saying, well, that's obviously the problem because why are there Red Cross trucks there to begin with? Right. And so there's only a disaster that it brings, brings in the Red Cross. Right. So, yeah. Wow. Let's see what people are saying here. Uh, uh, Carrie's saying she's praying for the Christians in the Middle East. Yeah. And Spirit Wind is saying, I'm right where there with you. I do not understand why Christians don't seem to either care about or don't know about Christians being persecuted in other countries. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I kind of ethnocentrism of being an American, I think, too. And spirit, well, don't worry about the spelling. It took me about six months to learn how to spell Not necessarily your first name, but Miramati. I kept putting the H in the wrong spot. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you don't call me Heidi. <laughs> Carrie's, our spirit one says. Carrie, when will we stop relying on Siri? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, yeah. Um, Something caught my attention here, and that is that uh, Best Buy fires whistleblower after leaks of managers saying Christian displays not okay, but LGBT training is. I gotta stop going to Best Buy. Oh no, that is that's ridiculous. I can't believe you still go to stores, but yeah, eventually yeah. it's um, gonna. I love going to storage notes. <laughs> I can't believe that. I like going to Best Buy. I and now I. Oh, he was Serbian. Serbians are ethnically Christians. Oh, says he was terminated from his job working as a member of Best Buy's Geek Squad. How sad is that? Yeah. Oh, man. That really stinks because, you know, I, I like gadgets. Yes, Mr. Gadget. <laughs> Mr. Gadget. All right. So we have our home church coming up in a couple of weeks. So we want to make sure to tell people about that. Yes. September, a Sunday, September 24th um, at 5 p.m. And if you're listening to the broadcast after um, on the podcast and you live in our area or in your Belinda, anywhere in Orange County and would like to attend, please just go to our website, uh, send us a comment, a message, and we'd be happy to send you an invite through our group text uh, that we use. So um, all are welcome. A friend of mine recently asked me, oh, I, I don't remember where I was. Like, Can I come? And I was like, absolutely. Bring your friends. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I find that, that funny, especially people that know us fairly well. Mm -hmm. uh, ask us. And we, come, and we, all we, we, we talk about it all the time. Right. Like, if you're in a neighborhood. Um, um, so it's re really interesting. I even have people that uh, know nothing about like LifeWise and things like that. My social media just does not get out to, like, no. to my closest friends. Yes. The, the people that comment the most are people that I don't see, know. I just started to see you come on my feed. Oh, really? Yeah. Remember how you, yeah. every time you try to tag me, you can't find my name? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Something will come up every so often and they'll say, um, you know, something like that, that I've been talking about for years. Right. I go, when did you start talking about that? I go, since, <laughs> since the social media started, since yeah. the social medias became something. The social medias. <laughs> did you watch uh, Trump's interview on Megyn Kelly? No, it's, I've been meaning to do that. I keep forgetting about it. Watch pieces of it. It's painful. Is it? Megyn Kelly doesn't like Trump. I know. Um, but, Trump he, but he goes like, on there. But Trump doesn't like her either. Yeah. So it was a little painful. Why? They don't like each other. I it's, like that. Oh. That makes for a good interview. It made me tense. Oh. <laughs> Just made me tense. But it just shows. I, I mean, you would you would never see Joe Biden go on any. They they give okay, let's five people, side. you know, reporters questions that they already know they're going to be I asked. Mean, let's not even compare I, the two. That's like ridiculous because one's like almost you know in his deathbed. Yeah. Um. But the problem with this, I know people like the contentiousness, but mm. the problem is I don't think it reminds me. It reminds me of you and your ex-wife having a conversation. Oh. <laughs> you can't even have a nice conversation with the simplest well, thing. We did. We had dinner together. No. It happened. Yeah, but that was it. 
that never ever happened again. But um, that's what I'm saying is, is that people inherently don't like each other. Um, it's very uncomfortable to be around. And that's what the entire interview felt like. Cause you just felt like she was like, uh, are you gonna answer my question? That wasn't my question. And then he's like, I'm gonna answer your question. I did answer your question. You know what I mean? They're just both extremely defensive. You'll see when you watch it. I can't wait. Now I really gotta watch it. Yep. The fact that you watched it before me just really is shocking. Yeah, I mean, I really, and Carrie, I don't know about you, but I like her. I like Megan Kaylee. I think she's um, really cool to her guests, but it's obvious these two don't like each other. And it was reflected in the way they were asking questions and responding to them. Yeah. It's so much more interesting to have, Tucker asks Trump hard questions, but it's so much more interesting to hear a dialogue between Trump and Tucker than it is, um, than it was with him and Megan Kelly. Hmm. Personal opinion. Interesting. All right. I'll have to check that out. All right, then. Anything else? No. What? You have your uh, Bo, our son, our littlest little, his yeah. birthday on Friday. His birthday's on Friday. He's going to be 10. I finally have ten. all my kids are in double digits. 10. Finally. Then I can start saying that right, because I think up until now, I have been right. I've been saying he's nine. So <laughs> as of Friday, he'll be 10. Yeah, he will be 10 and uh, only eight years away from getting out of our house. Possibly. <laughs> so uh, hey, I may still be, oh no, I'll be just hitting the 60 mark. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well. And I was just thinking Rhett's really not that far. I, I just realized he was in sixth grade. For some reason, I it was stuck on my head that he was in fifth grade. I know. When people ask me what grades they're in, I'm like, I don't know, actually. Yeah. yeah. So other than the three I, I'm, I, I'm trying to talk him into working really hard and I can bump him up a grade. I really think that Rhett could do it. He has the intelligence to do it. Yeah. He just needs to needs to work harder. But I think that he could skip a grade. Why do you want to do that? So that we can get him driving sooner. Well, he'll drive either way, but he'll just so we can get way. him going faster. <laughs> because I think, you know, I just think. I don't know. I think it's, it's good for a little while, but I think at some point, like Ray would do better if she went up a grade too, I think. Really? Yeah, because most of her friends are young. She still hangs around eighth graders. Yeah. And, and But she's mature and, and she does things for herself. And I tell her, she'll ask me for something. I said, do it. And I'm not going to hold your hand and do all these things. Uh, and so I feel, I just feel like it, it'd be better at this stage for them to go now up. That's nice. It was better when they were in elementary school, but now it would be better reaching adulthood. This is my feeling. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And like at that age, I don't like him being childish. Like being, you know, working towards being an adult. Uh, Gangster Joe says, oh no, Fair <laughs> Wind says about Gangster Joe. I'll never go anywhere that he has to be accounted for truth. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks to you. Thank uh, you. Kate's wondering why in the world we're on so early. Because we're going to be out tonight. <laughs> so we didn't want to miss it, Kate. Sorry to throw you off. Yeah. I don't know. Is it midnight for it you? It might be midnight. <laughs> uh, and Carrie's telling you to enjoy the time. I am. I enjoy I am literally it. like possibly a month before I'm not going to be driving with my daughter anymore like you and Kelly. So mm. um, you'll see. You'll miss it. I th Oh, for sure. Yeah. I even tell myself that now. And I even tell her, I'm like, I'm not going to let you drive everywhere by yourself. We need to like pace ourselves. Yeah. Um, but I told you she went her friend that has the same driving problems as her recently <laughs> went for her driving exam. And did exactly what Zara does. She she turned left into oncoming traffic as the car, like playing chicken. 
uh, trying to go before the cars came. And the, and the driving instructor screamed bloody murder at her, told her to pull over, and told her she was the worst driver ever. <laughs> Failed her. Can you believe that? I was like, I, and I can see why he did that because like me, he was really terrified that his life was flashing in front of his face and then just was like so angry that he, she risked his life. So he's like, you're the worst driver ever. It's funny that she's a friend of Zara's. Yes. <laughs> because when I was talking to her mom at um, cheerleading practice and I was telling her what happened with Zara, she's like laughing hysterically because she's a driving instructor. Oh. And she's like, oh, you know, two of our kids, they were a breeze. This last one, she just can't get it to save her life. And I was like, oh, wow. So it's not just my kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hysterical. I mean, kind of. As long as it's I'm horrible. not in the car. And I don't know why she drives really well when I'm with her. Maybe your standards are different, lovey. <laughs> Maybe to you. Well, I, I would tell you if she drove into oncoming traffic. I mean, well, that, no, those that, two that, she has saved for me. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Both I, there's not any incidents. But like you that. said the parking was bad. Yeah, but, but that's a normal thing. Parking is uh, difficult for some kids. Just getting in that those spaces. I, I mean, of course, I don't have her try to do it when there's actual cars there. Oh, I, I, well, I, welcome to my world. I almost <laughs> smashed a car in Starbucks the other day. So I have to, like, I'm screaming bloody murder the entire time. Stop! I don't, stop! I don't care how, how far away they park. I said, park as far as away you feel like you're comfortable. No, she wants to squeeze into all no, like, the, the, the most important spaces right in front of the Starbucks. Uh, see, what I've learned from years of training cops and people is that I tell them what to do before we get there. So I'll, I'll say, okay, we're going to be pulling a parking lot. Find a place where you have some room and, you know, don't try to squeeze in someplace just so you get used to it. And they go, okay. Uh, when they go, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can do it. I can do it. No, they say no. Yeah. Oh, don't. I know you can't. So don't do it. It's like when I get in the car and say, I don't want to hear, I, I know. If I hear, I know, come out of your mouth when I'm telling you something, then this stops. I just want you to say, okay. Hey, yes, sir. Make a left hand in here. Oh, I know. No, I, if I hear that, I, I stop everything. It drives me crazy. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, so much fun. Kids are fun. <laughs> Blank stare from wife. Yes. So much fun. <laughs> but yeah, so. Um, yeah, yesterday I didn't see uh, Kelly except for coming off the lacrosse field. He happened to be there when I was going to the parents' night. Yes. And, uh, you know, in the morning didn't see him, and, and then this morning I didn't see him. And so I, 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 we both had that same feeling, he and I, at the same time. Like, hey, how come we, we got to make sure and, and see each other. Correct. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to stop doing this to each other. Um, but it's because, again, that we're, we don't drive, you know, I don't have to drive him anymore anymore. But uh, I do appreciate having him. I was telling somebody today about him having a truck um, and how great it is for him to take over some of the driving of the kids. What driving does he take over? Like uh, took, uh, picked up Brett from karate. Karate took Ray, you know, from uh, from school to some other place the other day. So those those times were, you know, that I need him to take over some of that driving. Nice. So that's become very helpful for that to happen. Um, oh yeah, the, the, the parent uh, night at high school, 
uh, I was really pleased with the teachers that I um, that I saw yesterday at El Dorado High School. Nice. I didn't see any LGBTQ flags. I think that's for the first time that I've gone to the classrooms oh. and I didn't see like a little tiny one in a in the pencil holder oh. or even on the wall or even wow. yeah. Uh, not to say that there isn't any, but it, it is nice to see that that's not like a re- it used to be a regular thing. Yeah. But um, so maybe there's a new policy occurring or something like that that uh, the teachers need to back off on that nonsense. Hmm. So it was really good to see that yesterday. So that's nice. my my one report about last night. It was very positive. And the workshop room is awesome. Oh my gosh, El Dorado may have the best wood shop in a high school that I have ever seen. Not that I've seen hundreds of them, but uh, it is state of the art. It is spectacular. The the, the 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 teacher even mentioned that you know we uh, are have the good fortune of having you know maybe one of the best workshops in in any high school I in the nation. It's so hard to take that class. It is amazing. They have every machine possible. And the other thing that I thought was great that he does, he says I make them use measurements because any everything that you can do now in woodworking can be done on a computer wow. and, and and worked out uh, you know without knowledge. Yeah. And he goes, no, I have them measure things out. I make sure that they understand where the cuts need to be and how they need to be. Do you know why Zara doesn't want to take it? She doesn't want to lose her digits? Yeah. Oh, they have uh, tools that protect uh, kids' hands. It'll it'll put the brakes on. If it comes oh. in, in, in contact with the, just the, the how very does it know? Uh, temperature and um, electronic frequency from the human body. Wow. Once the blade feels it, it stops instantly. Faster than the airbag in a car. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. He hands around this thing that shows what happened the other day, not the other day, but like last year, uh-huh. that saved a, a child's hand from making a mistake. And wow. uh, it, it's pretty spectacular. They have a nice. video. They even shows a video of it. So she has nothing to fear. I got to tell her that. Yep. Uh, just a few of Paul. our people before we get off. Paul Byer says, hey, Paul, nice to see you. Rosie's still here in Missouri, and him and his wife return to Huntington Beach on Saturday, and uh-huh. he's enjoying watching you. Oh, cool. Hey, Rizzy. Yay. Nice to see Thank you. Thank you. Rick Rizzy. Uh, Spirit View win. How in the world does one handle having a friend that says, I know to every single thing? Oh. It's actually not friends. It's a child. <laughs> <laughs> well, my experience happened, and uh, Rick Rizzy and Paul Byer know this person, but, but it was his name was Tim, and I graduated the academy with him. And uh, I actually had to say something to him uh, to knock it off because he said, no, I know to everything to. Oh, well, have you noticed that it's an expression too, but it's still annoying, huh? Oh, yeah, it's annoying. Like, it's kind of like saying, yeah, yeah, but it's annoying. As an instructor uh, for law enforcement, my response would often be, uh, somebody would say that, maybe the second time they would say that, I would stop what I'm saying. I said, okay, explain, explain it then. Right. And they go, oh, no, 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 you go ahead. Oh, no, you were just telling me that you knew. I yeah. want to hear more about what it is you know about so this you subject. Know. <laughs> and they go, oh, 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 I guess I didn't know. I said, okay. I said, well, you need to stop saying that. They go, okay. I'm okay. <laughs> and then. Hey, how do you, you said nothing about what, you notice any difference? You know, he's noticed nothing different. Oh, shorter hair. Yes. Fantastic. You like it? You like my hair? Yes. Do we have to talk about literally every silly subject in our <laughs> lives on this broadcast? Or can we let our audience go? I think it's time. 
I don't really think we need to discuss your haircut, Lovey. Come and you, on. And you, and you guys may 40 think minutes, you, I think we can go. You may think she's kidding, but when the when the broadcast stops and we're off the air, she just looks at me and she goes, Really? <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys are so gracious to us, but I think this the the haircut's a bridge too far. <laughs> no, I look at the time. I see that it's 40 minutes. It's, now it's 41 minutes. Usually we go about 45 minutes. But it's but it, we don't have to well no we well, these people are paying for 45 minutes really, are they <laughs> no it's not a matter of time it's quality oh well i'm pretty sure that like people like rick razee and paul and carrie are looking at my hair going when are they going to mention that andy's hair looks so much shorter and so much better and so i want to make sure and address that issue so that we didn't leave them with that concern are you ready to go? <laughs> All right, my friends. I love, love you guys. You. You're the best. God thank, bless. Thank you for putting up with Hedia's nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God bless. Take care. Bye. Bye.